welcome to In Marketing This Week. I'm Andrew Carrier. Written for CEOs and other leaders in the financial sector, In Marketing This Week is a showcase for news likely to impact them, delivered with insight on why it matters and ideas on what to do about it. It's published from London every Sunday at 6 to give you a head start on your week. This week, show, don't tell. How rebranding can so easily go badly wrong. What's new? Investment Week reports that advice network Buford Financial's discretionary fund manager arm, Buford Investment, rebranded to you, capital letters, asset management this week. Investment Week writes, The rebrand has been designed to provide the company, which exists within the Buford Group, with its own identity, with a focus on client interests and outcomes. While the firm's name and visual style has changed, it has retained its full team and product range. You, Chief Executive Officer Derek Dune, said the new name was inspired by the firm's clients. We have always believed that if we operate in the best interests of our clients and keep them as our focus, we will achieve a mutually beneficial outcome for all involved. Why does this matter? After Aberdeen became A-B-R-D-N, lowercase letters pronounced uh, Aberdeen, in April, I thought we'd seen the worst rebrand of the year. Dear listener, I was wrong. This clumsy, contrived, contradictory move from Buford takes the prize while stampeding over almost every principle of good branding. Brands are a manifestation of a company's values, so it's critical to consider which values you want to convey. And while you might think that client centricity is a noble one, I'd argue it's trite. Every organization is client-centric, or at least claims to be. A business that isn't will soon find itself out of business. Client-centricity is up there with integrity on the list of values that shouldn't need voicing. Your audience quite rightly takes them for granted. And that leads me to the second reason this feels so wrong. There are certain values that should be demonstrated, not claimed. Like a drunk at a party denying they've had too much, a brand that shouts about caring for its clients risks looking like the one that doesn't. And shouting is exactly what they're doing, which is the third thing they've got wrong. By painting such a crude, obvious link between the brand and the value they're trying to communicate, Buford insults its audience. There's no subtlety or cleverness about it. The last straw is how they've even capitalized the word. They are literally shouting. You know, just in case those of you in the cheap seats couldn't hear how client-centric they are. Finally, there's a delicious contradiction here that Buford apparently failed to notice. True client-centricity means always putting yourself in your client's shoes. You, asset management, should actually be my asset management. What's next? What action can we take? Brands take decades to build, so rebranding a business is a drastic step, and I'd argue it's very rarely the right answer. So my first question to anyone thinking of rebranding would be, why? What problem are you actually trying to solve? There are often better ways to address them. If rebrand you must, bear these three rules in mind. Number one, differentiate. Your brand should reflect the values that make you stand out from the crowd. 
This is why I talk to CEOs about the purpose of their organization. Why do they exist other than shareholder value? Identify what that is, and more often than not, you'll have the values that will differentiate your brand. Number two, respect your audience. Credit your audience with intelligence. Celebrate thoughtfulness. Make them feel special for having understood what your brand stands for. Make them feel like you're talking specifically to them. Number three, show, don't tell. This is the really important one. Don't rely on a brand to convey attributes that need to be demonstrated. A strapline is just that, unless your entire business lives up to it every day. I hope you'll take the time to read the rest of the newsletter. This week, we uncover why early nutmeg investors are rejoicing, but robo-advisors are no closer to profit. Why the future of financial services is digital, and yet another survey says so. Why social audio is getting crowded, but returning to the office makes live a hard sell. And finally, why WISE is about to test an alternative route to public markets for UK tech businesses. I look forward to talking to you again next Sunday. In the meantime, I wish you a productive week.